Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Breaking news last night that broke my heart. Jerry Jones did not fire Mike McCarthy. So Keyshawn, let's fast forward. Will the Cowboys be better or worse next year? I don't think they'll be worse. They're either going to be better or the same. That, that's the way it looks. It sounds like you would lean to same. No, not necessarily. I Skip. I picked them in the postseason to go to the Super Bowl because I believed that they was good, the switch was going to turn on. I still believe that you got a good coach, you got a good quarterback, you got a receiver that's turned the corner, you got a defensive, you got a defensive player that eventually will turn the corner, you got a corner coming back in digs. All you need to do is shore up your offensive line, get a big back in free agency or whatever the case is, a bruiser. I think Pollard coming back his second year after an injury, full recovery, he'll be a better football player. I'm not one that is like you. I kind of look at it and I go, okay, here's the pluses, here's the minuses. Now here's a minus for you. What's going to happen at the defensive coordinator position? It's key. Do you retain Dan Quinn and make him the highest paid Defensive coordinator in the history of the NFL, the same amount of money as a head coach would make, yada, 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 yep. to retain that. You're looking at one game and saying our defense stinks. Or one game in the playoffs, whatever those adjustments were. Coaches have bad days, too. I'm not looking at it like that. Although you have missed the playoffs in 2020, you went 12-5 and five and got knocked out three straight times and didn't advance to the NFC title game. Yep. That has happened. Mm -hmm. But it does not mean that all of a sudden – you get rid of a coach or coaches and start all the way over because you're not getting exactly what you want at that moment in time. Yep. And I think that that is the wrong way to look at things and approach things. You want to have continuity. And the most thing that you can have, look at, just look at, look at the Rooney family in Pittsburgh. Are you going to tell me that the Dallas Cowboys fan base is bigger than the Pittsburgh Steelers? Yes. It is to this degree, though. It ain't like that. No, that's Pittsburgh, a big one. Uh, Pittsburgh a big travels one. well. They, you go anywhere, you see Steeler fans. I agree. You go anywhere. They're not the same as the Dallas Cowboys. We're not talking about a one in a ten. Okay, but Keyshawn, you told me just last Sunday you went to some place, a sports bar oh, yeah. in like Santa Monica, and it's yeah. just spilling but I've over. Also, but I've also gone Cowboy places. Cowboy fans, right? I've also gone places where Pittsburgh is spilling mm -hmm. over. The reason I bring that up is you don't see the Rooney family acted to the fan base. And they haven't gone to a Super Bowl in a long time either. They've lost five straight playoff games. Five straight playoff games, okay? So they've been stuck in neutral for a while too. Yep. But guess what? Their head coach is coming back. Mm. When everybody screaming, even ex-players screaming, get rid of the coach. Okay, okay? but he got to two Super Bowls I, and won one. I, I understand that. I get that. But that was a long time ago, like Mike McCarthy. Long time ago, Skip. You got to think rational here. Mm. Not irrational. Oh, and I'm very you, rational. I've been rational for about five years about no, this. No, man, yep. you cannot. You you gotta you gotta look at it. Hey, what do we fix? We fix our run stop defense. We need to we need to figure out that because Aaron Jones tore us to shreds. This is how you think when you're in the building. We gotta plug mm -hmm. the run game. Yep. We need to shore up our offensive line and get healthy. There'll be a couple tackles out there available. Maybe Smith doesn't come back because he, you know, who knows what happens there. Ah, you're talking about your guy. Yeah, you're Tyron USC Smith, guy. maybe he yeah. doesn't come he back. He is a free agent. He, maybe he doesn't come back. But you, you, there's certain things that, that you plug to get to the next mm -hmm. level. Yep. All teams do that. 
If you do that, you're either going to be the same or better, but I don't think you're worse. You've been 12 and 5 three straight years. The man doesn't deliver you 36 mm. wins mm. in three years. Yep. He ain't going backwards. Mm -hmm. I mean, okay, so you win 11. It's the same as 12 to me because mm. you're going to get into the playoffs. And he's delivered three playoff losses in four tries. Okay. Well, that's what we got. We're better than that. We should be better than so, that. Brett, so, we're not living up to our regular season. We're, we're going early Peyton Manning in Indy. You keep bringing him up because for years in Indy, yeah, he, but they, he couldn't live up to his seed because his seed would be one or two, one or two. That, that, is, that right? is correct. Right. And guess what happened? Mm. They eventually won. They broke through. They broke yep. through. Yep. Tampa Bay, the original mm -hmm. Dallas Cowboys and the triplets, they finally broke through. Okay. All right. So what do I see for next year? If I do first glass half full, let's try to be cockeyed optimist here. What, what do I know? Well, CeeDee Lamb did emerge as, to me, the best receiver in football. And I, I did love his connection with Dak until the first quarter of the first playoff game. When I look up and they're feuding, they're clashing, and it's just shocking to me. Michael Irvin sat here, you weren't here on Monday, and blamed CD. He said CD can't just turn away from Dak. But anyway, they got into it, and it was just shocking to me because the last, if you'd give me a thousand possibilities in the first playoff game, the 1,000th on the list would be Dak and CD get into it. What? Okay, but the point is, they seem to develop from the San Francisco game forward a great rapport that made them the most dynamic quarterback receiver duo in football for the last 12 games. So I do have that as a plus. Uh, Michael Gallup actually came to play the other day. I don't know. He came out of nowhere in the second half and he caught whatever it was, 10 balls for over 100 yards. And Jake Ferguson can play. I'm not saying he's Gronk, but he's pretty good. You know, he's pretty good. I'll, I'll take lot, him. But there's not a lot of Gronks in Okay, in well, there's Kelsey's just not. But I'll, I'll take it. And I'll, Andrews. I'll, I, I, I'm okay. He's actually a little better than Dalton Schultz. That's, I'll go that far. Okay. All right. So then I look at the free agent list, and we started with Tyron Smith. Well, that could be a huge loss because he, he's 33, which is not old by human years. But, but he's, 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 he, he can't stay healthy. It's That's hard. He did stay healthy down the stretch, but is he going to go somewhere? I, I have no idea. Tony Pollard is a free agent. He never got back from a career-threatening injury suffered in the San Francisco playoff You're game. You're asking him to get back in a year. Yep, when and you maybe get, when you when you have injuries like that, I it saw takes some a flashes years. later yes, in the last yeah. couple of games. Okay. That's why I said uh, he's okay. He's a keeper. Okay, this is not Jerry's style to go onto the free agent market and and plunge for somebody. And I'm not sure he's going to have a whole lot of cash to plunge with because he's got to pay CD and Micah coming they up here. They can find it. You manipulate okay. the numbers. All right, can you manipulate numbers for Derrick Henry? hundred okay. percent. All right. So what did Derrick I Henry's see? Derrick Henry's an eight million back right now. Okay. He's 30 years of age. The $8 million guy. Four of the last five years, Derrick Henry has led the league in carries, okay? That's a lot. That's a lot of wear and tear, as you know. Now, he is a huge human being, and I, I would hope for his sake he's got some of that sort of Adrian Peterson gene in him where you just keep getting stronger through your 30s. It's, it would it's be, a change of pace okay. back. You pair him yeah. with Pollard, okay. and you, you got your goal All line right. force right there. Okay. His... Yards per carry dropped to a career low last year. He's not what he was because but nobody buy, can be. But you're not buying You, you past, don't need him to be the, you're not buying the, past. the, the bell cow. You no, know, you're okay. not. All right. Okay, I got that. So that's still a possibility. Now we turn to the defensive side, and all of a sudden I can go way deep on this because Stephon Gilmore is a free agent. I don't know. But remember, they do get Trevon Diggs back, and will he come back 100%? I would hope so off his ACL tear. But if he comes back 100%, okay. you got well, Gilmore still. Okay. You if got you Diggs, still and you slide Bland inside. Okay, there are a whole bunch of others. We're going to lose some of these guys. We're going to lose Dorrance Armstrong or Curse. Or Jordan Lewis. Maybe, maybe you don't lose okay. Doris Armstrong. Okay. I, I don't know. Fowler. So these, some of these guys, Hankins, Neville Gallimore. Some of the, the three or four of them are going to be gone because you just can't pay all of them because you got people coming to do like CD. And, I, I, and, I understand uh, that, but you, okay. you can't pay everybody. But you could also right. replace those guys if your scouting department, which I trust, in the Dallas Cowboys because they've done a tremendous job have. at selecting these young players okay. and putting them in position. And I forgot Biotish. Doris Armstrong, yeah. went, I think he was a fifth-round pick for the Cowboys, yeah, fourth no, or fifth-round pick. No, he was. You He's can find that guy. Yeah, well, you would hope so. Uh, I forgot Biotish who was a higher, I think he was a third-round pick, but but he's become a very good center in this league, and he's a free agent. I'll, I will bet you he'll be gone. I'll just bet you. So you're going to have to figure that part out. Okay, now let's look at the defense. 
What did I tell you from day one on this show in September? Well, you told me they had the number one defense in the league. That's okay. what you told Thank me. you. Well, I'm about to tell you exactly what I did tell you. I said, I don't trust the quarterback. I don't trust the head coach that my team will, and this is a quote from me, go as far as Micah Parsons and the defense can carry this team. And guess what? When I least expected it, it carried my team right out the back door to the dumpster and it caught on fire. It was a dumpster fire. It gave up 48 points at home when the most in 66 previous Dallas Cowboy playoff games, the most ever allowed was 38. 38 and we gave up 48 really in three quarters to the youngest team in pro football. Okay, so what what happened? Well, then I start looking harder at the defense, and down the stretch, the defense wasn't very good because, again, 266 yards rushing at Buffalo, and I I can just go chapter and verse. You, You know what happened at San Francisco, 42 to 10 happened. When I really needed them to rise and shine, they did not. So I But you do understand, that, though, when you start talking about 42 at San Francisco and you talk about Green Bay and some of these other teams, Seattle, the Rams, that's the same yeah, system. Seattle, would they hang on us? 35, 35, but that's the yeah. same system. So yeah. clearly, Dan Quinn and that defense struggle with Kyle Shanahan, the West Coast system, Sean McVay, the West Coast system. Yeah. They struggle with that. Okay. It's just so what the reality happened? of it. My defense lived and died by creating takeaways. And through the first five weeks, we were tied for second in the league in takeaways. At home. Yeah. No, well, this is just in general. Well, you were taking the ball away at home, not on the road. Well, there you go. And, yeah, we took it away at New York in the opener, remember? Stop. Well, we did. Oh, stop. You just said we took it away. Stop with the New York. All right. All they did was make the playoffs last year and win a playoff game. Okay. From week six on, we tied for 21st in turnovers. And when we really needed to take the ball away at Buffalo, at Miami, and at home against Green Bay, we had zero turnovers in those three games, zero, zero well, takeaways. Well, well, yeah. well, a couple of those games were on the road. You okay. did not, okay. you did not okay. attack the same way on the road as you All did right. at home. Jordan Love and company, again, they understood that defense. Romeo Dobbs and, and Jordan Love and yep. Jones at the back, but they just understood okay. how to play against the defense. And this brings me to who I thought was my best player on the football team, my oh Micah 11 from heaven, Micah Parsons. I got to tell you, from my heart, I'm just speaking the raw, painful truth. I thought he was a better podcaster this year than a playmaker on defense. <laughs> That's what happened, and I think you agree with me on that because – he did not come to play the way I thought he would. Here's what I he would. He did not wreck games like I thought he would. Here's what Micah has to do. He just has to get better in certain situations, Skip. Okay, for whatever reason, and I don't know the reasoning because I'm not coaching and I'm not watching him every single day. When he gets to a certain point in the season, he tails off. He just does. They've got to correct that, whatever that is, if it's, Lining him up stationary and not moving all the way around. It was just, if it's moving him around it and not and lining point, up stationary. Remember, same song, second verse, because the last, what was it, six games last year? Well, that's what I said. At a certain same thing part of the year. season, yeah. he stalls. Are you they getting worn down? Are you getting beat down? Are you getting. I, I, don't, I have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea what's happening to him. They've got to figure that out. That is what self check and self evaluation in the offseason is. Mm. And if they do that, the right way, and he does that the right way, then great. As I told you before, I don't give a damn about his podcast. Don't talk about other teams. Yeah. Because coaches talk, have talk shows, radio shows, they do interviews all throughout the course of the season. The highest coaches in the league and the lowest coaches in the league. It does not affect their game planning. It does not affect anything you do as a player when you have a show. It does not at all. The only thing I don't like is when you talk about other teams because mm. when you talk about other teams and you lose to those teams and they dominate you, now they have something to laugh at you about. We have something to point the finger and say, you shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't be doing that. No, I don't I, think listen, that that's the case. I, I thought Lil Wayne made a great point, though, and he knows Micah. He said he loses some mystique when Monday after Monday after Monday for an hour at a time, well, he just, just sort of reveals himself. You know, he just says, here's who I am, and he talks on and on and on about everything that he thinks, and there's no more mystery to him at all. There's no growing mystique. I, I like, understand. what is he, no, right? I, I understand yeah. that. Okay. I, I understand. Right. I've always been somebody that I want you to try to figure me out. I'm not going to give you a whole Correct. lot. Yeah. Correct. 
Okay, so the problem was that we got all the way to the game that mattered when Jerry had said, I'm going to take it a game at a time as I evaluate my head coach. And all of a sudden, when I needed... Ah, you did. Okay. Yeah, (laughs) wait, but you picked Dallas to win the Super Bowl. But I told you, you can't tell a coach, I'm going to evaluate this guy one game at a time. Okay. Well, that's what it was. It was one game and way done. Like in three minutes. And he evaluated him. He made the decision to keep him. Okay. The point was that when I needed Micah the most, he was the least because I can only do it statistically. He had the worst pass rush stats of his entire career against Green Bay. I will give him this. He did create two early holding calls, and that should somehow count, but they don't count in the stats. But Well, he, you brought attention to the holding calls at the end of the year. We did, and it, it cashed for us twice. But pressure-wise, he pressured Jordan Love one time in the game. He made one solo tackle, he had one assisted tackle, and he had zero tackles for losses. So statistically, that was the worst game of his career when I needed him most. So now I look hard at Dan Quinn's defense and I say, where did it get me to? Well, it didn't get me through Buffalo, and it certainly didn't get me through Green Bay. And if we hark back to San Francisco, it was... A give up defense so now I'm against Dan San Quinn Francisco. Coach? No, well, they're just not what I thought they were. I completely overestimated a, them. But that's yeah. your fault. That's yeah. why I try to slow you down all the time. Because you always rushing and jumping ahead of yeah. yourself. But okay? they were a highly ranked. And by the way, the I'm going to remind you, he was the preseason favorite, really prohibitive favorite to win Defensive Player of the Year. He was a heavy betting favorite to win Defensive oh, yeah. Player of the Year. Yeah. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? He didn't even make the all-pro team voted on by the players, and I, we I talked about it here on the show. Recognize game. They, they recognize saw. Game. They saw. That's all. But yeah. but doesn't mean that he's not a good football player. No, he's a good one. But you is know? he a great but one? But also, I, but also, part of the problem is before I even joined your show, all these other shows across the country was was tabbing him as the next Lawrence Taylor. Yep. Okay. So a lot of that comes and creates this. He can't play type environment. Remember what Micah said true. in training camp you know? this year. Do you remember what he said? No, I don't. He but said, you tell me. We can be better than the Ray Lewis defense, which is the 2000 Ravens. I'm not sure that defense was better than your 2002 defense, but that's debatable. But it was a great defense, obviously Ray's defense. I mean, it depends on who you are against. I, I understand, but Derek Brooks, listen, don't, don't get me started. That, yeah. that was I mean, our defense you know, was legit. Hey, hey, it was just loaded with Hall of Famers. Ray was Ray. I give you that. But And we can also do 85 Bears. But the point was, Ray Lewis's defense was all-time great. And Mike is saying, we can be better than that defense. Because that's what he thought, okay, though, Skip. All right. And he also said, Hall of Fame is great when asked about being in the Hall of Fame. But he said, I, I don't really care about Hall of Fame. I care about being the greatest player ever, okay? Like, beyond okay, the but, Hall but, of Fame. And that's okay. Okay, but you, you can't say that if you can't even it, remotely back it up. It, it, but here's what I would yeah. say. It's okay to say. If you live up to it, and if you don't live up to it, then that's a different conversation. Yeah. This is only the kid's fourth year. Okay, oh, only his fourth is fourth. Well, I mean, only his fourth I, I, I needed I, this was a big year for me with him. I wanted to see him take over the football team and take over games, and I, I, I did not I, see that. I understand. And I don't think you saw it either. No, I, I'm not going to say yeah. that I did or yeah. I didn't. Yeah, okay. I'm going yeah. to plead the fifth. Yes, thank you very much. All right, up next, this is interesting to me because Julian Edelman yesterday made a strong case for Bill Belichick being the Philadelphia Eagles head coach. We discuss next. No mercy, no mercy. Hey folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie. Formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services. Marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now, you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you. It's the nation's largest home services marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze 
to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. Okay, enough of me and Key. It's your turn. Hashtag Undisputed Live. Here we go. First tweet from Jared. Me hearing the news that the Cowboys are retaining Mike McCarthy and Skip losing his mind. Thank you, J.K. Simmons. You were laughing last night. I could, I, I could no, picture I really, you in, I, in my mind's eye. I could see you laughing. I was laughing about your reaction to this, <laughs> even though I wasn't with you. I just knew. It was, yeah. I just knew. Well, you should have texted me. I, nah, I, I, just, I wouldn't have texted back last night. You know, night. I don't think it's as bad as you, but. Yeah, yeah, okay. Next up from Rob Crabtree, McCarthy, <laughs> McCarthy finding out he's not fired. Dwight from the office, are you serious? That kind of looks like McCarthy <laughs> to me, right? A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, unfortunately. And finally, from James Pearson, Dallas fans, when they find out McCarthy and Dak are coming back. Well, I can certainly see that. Yeah, that's Will Ferrell. I think it's from Stranger Than Fiction. I'm not exactly but sure. But I don't but... even think they, they have to find out. Dallas fans, they don't have to find out whether or not they're coming back. They're still drinking like that. <laughs> you could be right. And Will Ferrell, by the way, is a former Trojan, yeah. as Keyshawn reminded yeah, me in the parade. Right on. He is a proud Trojan. All right. We are certainly proud to have Julian Edelman working here at Fox as an analyst. He stopped by the herd yesterday. He made a compelling case for the Philadelphia Eagles to hire Bill Belichick if, of course, owner Jeffrey Lurie decides to fire Nick Sirianni. They're supposed to meet the next day or so. Edelman's points were, number one, Eagles obviously do have some talent, but that, two, the deficiencies are mostly on defense, which is Bill's forte, and that Bill would prefer to stay on the East Coast because he has family in New England. And finally, Belichick respects Eagles GM Howie Roseman, who did build that team that beat Belichick's Patriots 41-33 to in a Super Bowl. Julian Edelman said there's a big mis-narrative out there that Bill doesn't like to collaborate. So, Keyshawn, you know Bill pretty well. Can you see him coaching the Eagles? Well, first of all, Julian Edelman is 100% right. There's always this mis-narrative about Bill. and what you, You've Bill said it For, several times. Yeah, it's just because when you don't let somebody in, and they don't know you, they assume. And people would assume that he can't work with somebody, he has to have full control. All coaches want to work with people they respect and they trust. All coaches. Julian is 100% right, okay? When you look at Bill Belichick and what he was able to do in New England for those 20-plus years, there were people around him, especially at the start of all of this, Yep. That he knew for a very long time that, that he is coached true. with. And you've made the point that that he began to struggle as they went elsewhere. As as yeah. those All right. those people went elsewhere, things started to shake a little bit. He respects Howie Roseman not just because he beat him in the Super Bowl, but they're kind of the same type of guys. What I mean by that is they didn't play professional football. Nope. They worked hard to get... I don't, I don't get, think Howie even played high school football, but go they ahead. They have not even played high Bill school football. Bill was more football. of a lacrosse player. Exactly. Division three. Exactly. So they built the things that they were able to accomplish based on coming out of nowhere. Okay, Bill was basically just a, a towel boy at the start of his career, and then all of a sudden, he just boom, 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 his coaching career. Same thing with, with Roseman. He just was a guy was that a guy. wanted to be in the building and run a team someday, yep. and got the opportunity he did. and won Super Bowls by doing it he and did. building teams by doing it. Yeah. So when you align those two minds together, now the job is not, first of all, let's say the not job open. is not available. Yep. This is hypotheticals and what ifs. Uh, all of a sudden, the Philadelphia fans, which 
the Philadelphia Eagles front office they listen to. The Philadelphia Eagle fans are loud. And now that his name is trickling into Philadelphia, people are going to get hyped about that because right now they're down on a coach, by the way, in three seasons that gone to the playoffs three straight times and a Super Bowl appearance that they probably very easily could have won if Jalen Hurts didn't somehow lose the football. Agreed. And now they all down in Philadelphia or the head coach, which is mind-boggling to me. They're about as delusional as the Dallas Cowboy fans are. Yeah. Now, if that job becomes available and Bill goes there, they do have some issues on defense. They're a little bit older with Fletcher Cox and company. The, the Slay and Bradbury, are they the same type of corners that they once were? Can Bill fix that in the secondary? They got Kevin Bayard back there. He didn't live up to he did our not. expectations of him once he got to Philadelphia. Y but Your expectations. Well, I say oh, our, mine. not okay. yours, mm -hmm. but Thank me you. and Richards, mm -hmm. potentially. Correct. But, but look, man, it doesn't diminish what he is as a player because he got there mid-year. And he's got to learn and do all sorts of stuff. Mm. Anyway, as I would say, Skip, it fits. It fits. But do, does Bill want to deal with a fan base that is impatient when things don't go their way, it, like the Dallas Cowboys situation? You talk about spoil. Yeah. Philadelphia Eagle fan base, uh, I don't even, I can't even find a word for them. But they're, they're like crazy. But they're viciously spoiled. And they're viciously and we, spoiled. And we saw the the video the guy yesterday. The guy popcorn on the on head coach. Imagine, imagine if that was Bill walking out the tunnel and you throwing, uh, walking oh. in the tunnel and you throwing popcorn on him oh. because he didn't advance your team mm -hmm. beyond the wild court round. So by does, the way, security was prompt and they jumped right on. I, I, I get it, him. but does yeah. is that something that Bill wants to deal with every single day, although the Massachusetts Boston fan base can be a little weird at times itself and unsatisfied because they are legitimately spoiled, whether it's the, 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 the Sox, whether it's the Patriots, whether it's the Celtics, whatever it is no up doubt. there, the Bruins, they've won championships. It's a winner's And they go boys. crazy it when is. it doesn't happen. Yep. Can Bill deal with that in Philadelphia? Does he want to deal with that in Philadelphia? Or is Atlanta a better landing spot for him. And I don't know what's going on with the Chargers. Hmm. By the way, another report, I think it was Ian Rappaport, said Bill is meeting again with the Falcons and Arthur Blank. So I don't know if that indicates more interest on both sides, if it's starting to take shape and it's going to happen. All I know is I'm going to try to be objective about this because I've told you before, I, I grew up hating the Eagles, so I still have that in me. It's been a division thing. I just, I've never liked, I've gone to so many games in Philadelphia and that that you want to talk about rabbit it's, it's like it's, it's a tough place I, I just remember so many times I, I would sometimes travel with the team to Philadelphia and the people who work for the Cowboys would take groups to Philadelphia and it was the one place in the league that they would tell everybody you cannot wear your cowboy garb when you go to this it was the old vet remember I, uh, I uh, it's just a real quick story yeah. I was getting divorced and we were playing Philadelphia, and I come out for what year ups. approximately? This was this was our championship year okay. that we went to the, the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I come o out two. the tunnel. Yeah, oh two. I come out the tunnel, and I'm warming up, and the, you know it's probably I don't know sixty thousand fans at this point in the stands, and they all start chatting. Keisha, where's your wife? Where? <laughs> it was a fun. It was I, all I could do was laugh. I couldn't yeah. get mad at it. Right. It was pretty brilliant on their part, but yeah, they can't be ruthless. Did it distract you during the game? Not a chance. Did you have a good game? Oh, yes. Did you get even with them during oh, the I game? Scored, I think I scored our second or last touchdown. Okay. Yeah. And you won the game. Oh, yeah. And we went on to the Super Bowl. Okay. All it was right. pretty funny, though. Good story. All right. Okay. So now being objective about the Eagles, I do think Bill would, th this, this is the best he scare you for Bill. He would scare me. Because I'm not a big Belichick fan either, and I keep telling you the stats, if you, you don't mind re repeating, without Tom Brady in his career as head coach, he's 64 and 85. So unless Tom's <laughs> going to come out of retirement and take Jalen's place, that wouldn't scare me all that much. But Bill would be a great fit there because I told you from day one, I first guessed this, I said that Eagles defense is way overrated. I told you that. I told Richard that. You vehemently disagreed with me. They got to 10-1, and one, and I kept telling you the defense is flammable. 
torchable, and it fell apart to the point it fell to 30th in the NFL in points allowed. 30th? And on paper, you look at all those names, and you say, whoa, 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 oh, nope. The two corners, I know they got reputations, but they weren't covering anybody by the end of the year. But is that scheme or is that talent? And they lost their coordinator. They did. But so, is that scheme yeah. or is that talent? That's yeah. what you have to – when you yeah. are looking at these situations, you have to pin that down. Yeah. Is it the scheme that's putting them in bad situations or is it their talent as eroded to the point no matter what scheme you put them in, they're not going to be good? I think they're aging, but it could be some scheme. And obviously we talked about this in my – history in my career i've never seen a defensive coordinator demoted or kicked upstairs yeah. at mid-season yeah i don't like that and I, coach pencil took over as in Belichick's, that was a, that was a yeah. bad that was a bad yeah seriani that was a bad deal on his part to do such a thing it was there are times when i and i give nick seriani what he'd done for the previous couple of years but there are times when he comes across as some kid who was just walking by the stadium one day on the street and Howie Rosen went out and tapped him on the shoulder and said, would you like to be head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles? Sure, I'll, I'll try that. And he seems like a good guy, but not a particularly charismatic, strong guy, you know, like a dynamic leader like we talked about. McCarthy's not. It felt like he lost the football team down the stretch because that's six out of seven is a lot of losing. And I don't want to see popcorn showers on his head because that's beneath his dignity, obviously. That was just pathetic to me. But the point is, it did feel like he lost the team. And the one big difference between Jerry Jones at this point at age 81 and Jeffrey Lurie is, Lurie and Howie will plunge now. They'll, they'll do they some things. They got a few things. more plunges in They got in plunges in They do. That's exactly right. So would it shock me if they were right in the Belichick Derby right now and they were trying to figure it out and pull it off? Maybe they would say, we need to see if we can get Bill before we let go of Nick. It's possible that there are a lot of musical chairs operating right now as we speak. But I could see where he could be the best fix for them because I do think Jalen is a dynamic leader. He got beat up as he is wont to do. He had a knee issue that may need some cleanup in the offseason. He busted up his middle finger, as we know, and dislocated it. He wasn't quite right at the end of the year. And Troy Aikman on the telecast the other night said, I'm not going to be surprised if he needs some sort of off-season cleanup surgery on his knee. So I give Jalen those, those breaks. But in the end, could, could Bill sort of reignite the locker room and the fire and the urgency and yeah, I, he, it, when I heard that, sometimes you hear something, and the moment you do, it clicks in your head. That clicked in my head like, yeah, that, that, that would make sense And, to and me. let me say this, though, Skip, because I'm not going to gloss over the fact that you continue to keep bringing up Bill's record with and without Tom Brady. Mm. The, the facts are the facts. He didn't win all that great in a, an unstable environment in Cleveland with a lack of quarterback play. Yeah, they then, lost four out of five years. Then... Yeah. He goes to New England, and he's turning five, a program. Five and eleven he, the first he, he year. Turns a program around in his second year as a head coach, and then they go on a twenty-year okay, run. Okay, but or he didn't turn around. They go five and eleven, and then they were zero and two when they Drew turned, Bledsoe got hurt, they, and they turned it around. Okay, well, because Tom fell out of heaven. Into oh his God, life. stop! Anyway, start. What are you talking about? He fell out. He drafted the dude. They, they were. He drafted hey. him. He kept him, and they developed him. 5-11 in the first year, taking over a team that you got a brand-new coach in-house. Then you go 0-2 to start Keyshawn, with. Keyshawn, you're missing the boat on this no, one. No, I'm not. I, I know an assistant coach on that staff who told me that at that point when they fell to 0-2, he said, I was thinking of putting my house on the market. That's his fault. Because I didn't think we were going to last much you, you longer. Know how many, you, know how many, you know how many coaches that I've spoken to over the years. I just mm -hmm. take two Two of my coaches, mm -hmm. John Robinson took over for Rich McKay. Knowing well. And I think, I mean, uh, uh, not Rich John. McKay, John. Yes. Actually, I just saw J.K. the other day. Okay. Um, John McKay, and they started off 0-2. SC, the alums, was ready to tear his head off. I know him, yeah. Then Bill Parcells took over for the Giants, mm -hmm. and they started off losing and LT and everybody like, man, what the hell we just hired? Mm. And then the rest was history. Okay. So I don't get caught up in the beginning stages of a coach's career. I just, you can't. Okay. Because it's a new foundation, a new program. Pete Carroll didn't hit the ground running at, at Seattle or 
with USC. We was like, why in the hell would we hire this dude? Okay. And eventually, the rest was history. Okay. It happens. <clears throat> but there but is. I want to say this. Yeah. When you talk about Tom Brady, Tom Brady gets some credit, no question about it. He's phenomenal. He's all the favorite. He's, a, he's oh. a everything. That's the most obvious the head, statement you've made in the history coach, of the show. But the head coach gets credit too. Mm. Now, he goes from Mac Jones in, in Zappy to Jalen Hurts. To Jay, a real quarterback He's in a this real league. Quarterback. He is so now real I got a quarterback. quarterback. Yep. I should be able to win multiple games and possibly a championship with that type of quarterback. Okay. I right. can't, if he goes in there and they go 7-10, and 10, now you can come to me, Skip, and go, see, I told you. But they're not if he took that job. So the final irony of this, Julian Edelman says, obviously Bill's forte is defense, yet in a Super Bowl – against that team, he gave up 41 points in part because he benched the oh, one player, a, Malcolm Butler, who had played the most defensive snaps on his defense that year. I, I, I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was. No, nobody knows. Said it to this day. It's one of the great mysteries in who the history knows? of Super Bowl. But I could also counter mm-hmm. you about defense because they played the second greatest show on turf mm-hmm. in Sean McVay and company All-time and shut them down. What did they score, three? Yeah. Okay, but he gave up 41 to the backup Eagles quarterback. It doesn't matter. Okay, up next, I'm intrigued by this one. Maybe Jerry Jones should have had the guts to do what Packers GM Brian Gutekunst did with Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love. Interesting. No mercy, no mercy. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this, crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure, my boys, my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me. Or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. Just me, but I don't think Packers GM Brian Gutekunst is getting nearly enough credit for the guts it took to draft a quarterback to replace four-time MVP Aaron Rodgers, then to get rid of Rodgers and plunge with Jordan Love. Remember, Love wasn't exactly flying up draft boards, yet Gutekunst traded a fourth-round pick to move up four spots from 30 to 26 late in the first round to take Love out of Utah State. So Love obviously had to wait three years, but the Packers finally said enough to Rodgers and, of course, traded him to the Jets. Look at Jordan Love now. So, Keyshawn, how impressive was this maneuver by Gutekunst in the Packers. Well, which part, though, Skip? I mean, are we talking about the maneuver to, to get him? To, or, to potentially risk alienating, offending Aaron, well, which did. they well, did. They did. They, which did, they, did. Do, they did do okay. that. So yeah. I, I, I would say when Ron Wolf was the general manager of Green Bay Packers, Ron Wolf has always felt that you needed to draft a quarterback every single year, despite having a starter, no matter what round, just the depth. You, 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 you need them because that's a premium. Yeah. You can't worry about Aaron Rodgers' feelings at all 
it drafted Jordan Love. Yes, Jordy Nelson left and Devontae Adams was there and he felt he needed possibly something else to help them get over the hump. Yep. The front office said, no, we need to find a quarterback yep. that at some point in time, if anything goes wrong with you, injury, whatever the case is, he will be ready to step in and give us a Band-Aid for a short period of time. Yep. They didn't draft Jordan Love with the mindset of immediately replacing Aaron Rodgers. That was manufactured through all the media hype and stuff. Mm. You're not going to replace a dude that at the time they drafted him, I believe was a three-time, two or three-time MVP at the time that they drafted him to replace him immediately. It was going to be over time. Yep. The same thing they did when they drafted him and they had Brett Favre. At some point, they're going to move on from you. It's an assembly line in the National Football League. Yep. Somebody gets on, somebody gets off. And they go right around. So at some point in time, it's going to be your time to get off. I think it was, I think it was a smart decision on their part to go and get a guy that they looked at and said, well, if we draft a quarterback the following year, this kid here is better than the guys that we've already pre-evaluated. So let's give a fourth-round pickup to move up and get him rather than think he's going to land in our laps in the second or third round Correct. when that couldn't happen. Yep. He sits behind Aaron Rodgers. The world explodes because they move on from Aaron Rodgers, and now all of a sudden everybody says he's not ready. Oh, my God, he can't play. All of the little stuff coming out of Green Bay about his ability when clearly if you were paying attention and you really watch football and you watch his development, the little bit of time that he did play, you could see in the Kansas City game, I remember saying, he dropped back and threw one or two passes. I mean, a dude can play football. Why are they tripping? Agreed. That's just one or two plays. That's Agreed. not a 16, 17-game season. Uh, agreed. Over time. Yep. This is his rookie season. Let's, I understand he's been in the league, but this is his first time as a starting quarterback. So, therefore, he's a rookie to me. Mm -hmm. He's a first-time starter, rookie quarterback, has never played 17 straight games in his career in the National Football League. But he learned... In a lot of his throws, especially against the Dallas Cowboys, and I really, because it was a Dallas Cowboys game and I'm, I'm uh, intense watching it with Michael, I'm yep. really watching you are. all sorts of things. And if you took his jersey off and you put 12 on him and you didn't look at the color of his skin and Agreed. he just threw the football, it would be like, well, that's Aaron Rodgers. Bingo. You would, you would literally sit there and go, you well, that's... You would literally say that was Aaron Rodgers. That's Aaron Rodgers throwing those balls. Look at him off his back foot. Look at the, the side throw. Look at the... That's Aaron Rodgers. The play action, fake, the ball in the belly, the half-road throwback plays, the Romeo Dobbs, looks like Aaron Rodgers. So I think they got it right. I think he's there to stay. Now, is he going to be a four-time uh, MVP? I, I don't think so. Mm. I, that's hard to forecast. Is he going to win a Super Bowl? I don't know. That's hard to forecast. They, sure, they certainly hope that's the case. Okay? They hope that's the case. He's headed in the right direction. He's certainly headed in the right direction. But I don't know that he'll turn out to be Aaron Rodgers. But he's headed in the right direction. I, I think he's barreling down the road in the right direction. He's in the right direction. I, I, I think he's, he's on the way to greatness. And I don't say that very often, but I just love everything I've seen about him from the start. And I defended him here on this show a couple times because even in the games he did not play well, he got better as the game wore on. He was always better even when they lost at home to Detroit on that Thursday night before we were in Boulder, Colorado to see Dion in Colorado. The fourth quarter, he lit them up and got them back in the game against yes. Detroit. Okay. So, Everything for me obviously comes all the way back to my Dallas Cowboys, and I'm still raw and reeling from what just happened. So I look at what they did, and you ask me again and again, how are you going to replace Dak? Well, the better question would have been at this point, how are you going to replace Aaron freaking Rodgers? Because he was a four-time MVP, and yet they were getting their bellies full of him in Green Bay because he's difficult to live with, as you know. And he was alienating a lot of people in the locker room and in the front office. So slowly but surely over the last five years, if you look hard at, at Aaron's last five years in Green Bay, he, he actually lost 
his four of the last five playoff games because I'm counting the one last year against Detroit, the, the final regular season game, because it was a playoff for the in. playoffs. Yeah, so you have a home game, and all you have to do is beat your division rival at home, and he stunk in that game, and they lost 20-16 to 16 to the Detroit Lions, who, who didn't make it in the playoffs, but it knocked Green Bay out of the playoffs because Seattle eked in the back door. Okay, so then we go back to 2019 at San Francisco against Richards 49ers. Aaron stunk in that game. He had a QBR of 23, that scale of 0 to 100, and they lost, they got wiped out in that game. And then, remember, the Tampa Bay home game, they're the one seed, and they mm-hmm. got their – it's Aaron's first Tom ever. Brady got him. Yeah, he got him. But Aaron played pretty well in that game until it was first and goal at the eight late in the game. Well, probably should have ran it in. He probably should have run. And, and he misfires three straight times. He tried to force to Devontae at the goal line twice when he was, like, triple covered, and it just didn't work. He air, airmailed uh, Lazard, I think, on the first throw. So my, my point was – that wasn't very good. And then they had the one seat again. It was very cold. But remember, Jimmy G in San Francisco went in there in their first home. Jimmy G game. made one or two throws. And, and, two, and that make. was all the, that it took. And it was 13 to 10 visiting team. He had another QBR of 23 in that game. And then I mentioned the Detroit game. So Green Bay is just saying, wait, wait a second. He's more trouble than he's worth. But it took guts because he is Aaron Rodgers. But it took guts to say, are we really going to go forward with this kid? And they said yes. Well, they have more information than they the had more. They did. But they didn't have that much game information, but they had a whole lot of practice well, you know, information. You, you can you could tell based yep. on practice habits, you based can. on film study, that a guy that you're around every single day is capable of playing in a football and, and game. And you can tell what his scout team teammates are saying. Yeah. The kid can play. Well, you can see yeah. it. You could just see it. So they go forward and look at him now because I'm going to say it again. Last nine games, 22 touchdown passes to one pick. I mean, that's that's a body of work to me. Yeah. That's not two or three blip Absolutely. games, right? Absolutely. It's not, oh, I, I hit a hot streak. That that looks credible to me. And all of a sudden, you're talking, you, you just said it. If I put 12 on him, he looks like Aaron Rodgers. He looks like Aaron Rodgers. Okay, this is his first year starting, and he went into Dallas, Texas, and did that to that team? Whose defense? Not my I, problem. I know it's not your problem, but you saw it with your own two eyes. And in the break before we came on, we were both looking at the, the highlight throws and the, the couple to Romeo. I'm just saying that's just too good. You know, that's he did he not look better than Dak Prescott did in that game? Yeah, sure he did. Yes, he did. He so did. what you want him to do? Trade him for that? No, I want I want Jordan to be a Dallas Cowboy. I don't think they want Dak. But Why I told they do you, that? I'm, I'm thinking about flipping bandwagons and jumping so on you the Green want, Bay. So bandwagon. are you saying that? You want the Dallas Cowboys to do what the Green Bay Packers yeah, did I wanted this three years ago to, to take a plunge. You've you got to have the vision. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers is 40 damn years old. Okay, but, but he was. Dak Prescott is not 40. Okay, but when they decided to trade him to the Jets, a lot of people are saying, seriously, you're yes, going to go but, forward with but this But you kid? just said it. You, you got a lot of internal issues, one foot in, one foot out. Talking wild to the front office. Talking wild. Holding out and yeah. saying, you don't know what you want to do. Yeah. I'm going to go in a cave and I'll let you know. When I can. I, all I, of those I, sort of I, stuff. Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. <laughs> just all of that. At some point, you wear yeah. out your welcome. You do. Dak Prescott wearing... has not worn out his welcome no, in my not. eyes. And he Dallas never Cowboys. will. He never will. On top of that, they acquired Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. Just in case, three years from now, they need to go in another direction or whatever the case and is. I'm glad you it's brought him up. It's not today. You know, there, there was today. a reason that Kyle and Mike Shanahan decided to trade three first-round picks, what was it, a, a second and a third, to trade up for Trey Lance? Yes, because we're, they we're, thought he would be good for what they wanted to okay, do. Are we they saying just they were dead wrong? In their eyes, they were wrong. In their eyes. Yeah, but somebody fell out of heaven into their lap just the way Brady fell into Belichick. Who? Kid named Brock Purdy, the last oh, pick in the draft. Stop. I get he's playing well, but when they drafted well? Trey Lance, when they drafted Trey Lance and they traded all those picks to go up and get him, mm-hmm. they thought he was going to be the answer. Okay. And then they realized he doesn't give us what we're looking for. And they draft Brock Purdy as Mr. Irrelevant, who gave them something, so they moved on from a mistake. Is they it, moved on from a mistake. They so made you a mistake. Think they made a big mistake. 
For their, for what they want to do with Trey Lance, they made a big mistake. Okay. For what they wanted to do with Trey Lance, they made a huge okay. mistake. Okay, are you saying Trey Lance can't play in the NFL? That's not what I'm saying, okay. Skip. I'm saying for San Francisco, the 49ers, mm-hmm. and Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch and company, Trey Lance doesn't fit what they want to do. They thought he would. They said no. Could he fit what we want to do? He might be able to. He might. He might be able to do it for you, Atlanta, any of these teams that's looking for quarterbacks, he may be able to do it for New Orleans. You don't know, but he didn't do it for San Francisco. So what they said is we're getting rid of our mistake. We're going to get rid of our mistake the same way. Well, they had a plan B because well, they're, they're plan, not getting rid they, of it. Their plan B worked out. Did it. As of right now, it worked out, which yeah. is they're in the playoffs. They got the number one seed, and they're moving forward. They were the NFC Championship game with the plan B from a year ago. Now you say, well, is that the furthest they're going to go? Can they win it all with Brock Purdy? Mm. And if they win it all with Brock Purdy, yep. then they, they're right about the move. Okay, who's the better quarterback, Jordan Love or Brock Purdy? Who would who, you take going forward? Who would I take? Where, where am I at? Anywhere, just in a vacuum. I'm going to take, I, I, me personally, probably going to take Jordan Love. I'm taking Jordan Love. And that's because I think Jordan Love is a better athlete. I do, too. And has bet more tools he does. than Brock Purdy. But doesn't mean Brock Purdy's not good for the 49ers. Yeah. But I don't know that Brock Purdy's transfers to everybody's systems and what they want to do. Mm. I just don't know. But I think Jordan Love could. You know what? I think the 49ers are going to have to bring their A game to win this game. That's yeah. what I think. Yeah. You don't yeah, think really? so? You think it's a route? I don't know that it'll be a route. They're going to be in a dogfight. Richard almost had, had me feeling like I need to pick the Green Bay Packers yesterday when he was talking kind of wild. <laughs> you know, talking yeah. wild as Richard does with all his ex-teams. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, we, we got to tomorrow. tomorrow to make that decision. Yeah. I'm starting to lean Green Bay. I'm becoming a Packer well, fan. You, you, Forgive you wanna, me, Wayne. I can't help myself. You want to lean Green Bay because what San Francisco did to you. Yeah, I get that it. is a fact. I need Green Bay to go win the Super Bowl like scoring 48 on Baltimore, and then it would take but some they, of the shame but out they of beat the, what, they what beat happened. the dog out of y'all, too. Green Bay and the 49ers <laughs> opened up a can. Yeah, oh, well. well. Why wasn't Mike McCarthy fired then? No mercy. No mercy. No mercy. No mercy.